Kids, like most of you, today I learned of the story of Carlos Viegas, a warehouse worker in Brampton, Ontario, whose wife is in hospital recovering from COVID and who had to face the nightmarish choice of taking to the hospital his 13-year-old daughter, Emily, who had also come down with COVID, and risk that she be sent to some other place or care for her at home. He opted for the latter. On April 22nd, she struggled to take her last breath and succumbed to the virus's grip. This is a choice Carlos Viegas, in a country as advanced and as privileged as is Canada, should have lived his full life blissfully, never expecting to have to make. And that news broke me today. Kits, I am exasperated. So, if you will indulge me, I'm going to rant. Territorial and Atlantic Canadian premiers, you can sit in on this one, but this is mainly for the ones from BC to Central Canada. Dear Canadian premiers and provincial politicians, you were not elected to be popular. You were not elected to be re-elected at a future date. You were elected to keep us safe today and run things competently today. You have access to the best data and advice out there and were elected to use those to make the tough call should the case arise, even when said tough call would be unpopular. That is what leadership in public service looks like, having the courage to make the tough and especially correct call when the situation cries out for it, and this even if, politically, that means you'll likely be voted out. Premiers, stop fucking around. End this pandemic. The sad truth is that we have been at this for over a year. And though today we have vaccines, treatments, testing, and so much more knowledge, all of you have managed to steer us into a far worse situation in wave three than anything we faced in wave one, when everything was a mystery and we had few tools. How the fuck did you manage that? While many are saying that this third wave was totally preventable, and it was, the sad truth you're not hearing, Kits, is that the second one was preventable too. Say what you will about Prime Minister Trudeau, but right off the bat, he gave the premiers pretty much all they needed to lock us down until we hit COVID zero. While the federal liberals didn't get everything right straight out of the gate, and frankly, it is illogical and irrational to hold the expectation that achieving this was within the realm of possibility, they showed that they were nimble, were willing to take suggestions, and were able to adjust on the fly. Now, the premiers keep on trying to blame Ottawa for this, that, and the other thing. But here's the straight poop. We survived the first wave and could have gotten to COVID zero. While the federal government still had much more to do, such as procure vaccines, pretty much everything else from testing to ensuring schools were properly ventilated, from vaccine administration to contact tracing, in short, Pretty much everything related to choking off vectors of transmission was the responsibility of the premiers. The only reason for which we are not Australia or New Zealand today, the only reason, is because a certain set of premiers chose for us that it would not be so. 
That choice led to the second wave, the lessons from which the premiers totally ignored when they opted to roll the dice recklessly, putting all their eggs in the vaccine basket prior to the third. Well, we all can see how well that strategy worked out, eh? I don't know the specifics, but maybe the critical point was sometime around June, when instead of trusting that the citizens of a country whose two official sports are lacrosse and hockey might be made of tougher stuff, and pushing us to hold on a bit longer to get to COVID zero, they weaved a narrative instead of us being fed up and tired and weak. All the better to justify reopening, of course. They wanted to be liked. So they put a higher priority on reopening bars and movie theaters than on devoting their focus to ensuring long-term care residences, places of incarceration, and our places of work would be safe, and that back to school would happen in an orderly fashion come September. They took their eye off the prize. The deal was that we, the people, would shelter at home, be good neighbors, and obey the public health orders that they, the premiers, would move heaven and earth and high hell and high water to make sure that they took care of their two primary mandates, to keep the citizens healthy, to provide citizens with education. They broke that social contract. Even in a once-in-a-century pandemic, they could not deliver country over party, people before profits. And they won't just take the blame. BC Premier John Horgan thought he'd score a few points with older Canadians by scapegoating younger Canadians most likely to live in congregate roommate situations and to have their health put at risk by being declared essential workers. They were described as being the ones most likely to, quote, blow this for the rest of us. Alberta Premier Jason Bumbles Kenny, when not holding Ontario Premier Ford's buck a beer, has managed his caucus into a revolt with those who want to make the situation even worse. And speaking of Ontario Premier Doug Ford, well, between him playing the but, but, but I'm the real victim here card when saying we should walk a mile in his shoes and delivering crocotier alleged apologies, apologies during which he is still campaigning, still trying to shift blame and kick others. And this though he's only got one leg to stand on. That's how you know the apology is bullshit. And while moving all that wind, Ford decided that this was the perfect time to bring back Cardi. Days after the verdict in the trial of Officer Lynch Mob, fuck no, I ain't saying his name, that delivered some accountability for the lynching of George Floyd. Can you be any more tone deaf? Holy sweet fuck on a fortlift, Mary. What's wrong with these people? And speaking of putting profits before people, today, Ottawa South Liberal MPP John Fraser tweeted, for the fifth sitting day in a row, MPP Koto asked the Ontario PC caucus to immediately pass Bill 247, guaranteeing 10 paid sick days for all Ontario workers. He was denied again. The Ford government has another opportunity after QP today when the bill is called for third reading, end quote. But it looks like Doug Ford wants to go his own way, promising Trump-style friends, how many he's got left right now, creator only knows, friends, my paid sick leave bill will be the best in North America. Question, how many countries does Doug think are in North America? Sorry. I tell you kids, if that damn bill ain't at least better than the one from Michael Coteau they keep voting down, <laughs> what am I saying if? Doug's bill 
will be to Coteau's that which Aaron's carbon loyalty rewards program is to Trudeau's carbon regulation pricing. But this vote, in addition to the reversal of the paid sick leave days enacted by former Premier Kathleen Wynne, boy, that one didn't take long to age badly, eh? This vote marked the 21st, I kid you not, kids, the 20 freaking first time the Ontario PC party has voted against any type of paid sick leave provision since 2016. This is sadism. This is repeatedly over and over and over and over again, over years, making an intentional and deliberate decision to leave citizens vulnerable. I mean, seriously, shouldn't the first prerequisite for a government, in a democracy at least, be that it actually likes the people it governs? Because this one really seems to enjoy watching you suffer, Ontario. And then they look at you in the eye and sanctimoniously say, the first responsibility of our government is to keep citizens safe. The security of the people is our top priority. And then they seriously expect you to donate and give them your vote. Like I said, this is sadism. Should the fact that a premier went way out of his way to make it impossible for citizens to comply with basic public health measures during a once-in-a-century pandemic, thus directly leading to the death of a child, not be something that reaches a level such that it would result in the instant disqualification of said premier and his government? This government must resign. If not this, what will it take? Premier Ford, please, just go. Now, you've really done enough. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.